Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Anna Kabeca with a special Couch Talk today with my friend Ariel Muse. We're talking about meditation. We're talking about the beneficial practices of quieting our mind and really what does that mean. And you may ask why I have this headband, very trendy, on my head. You will all be wanting one. This is Muse. And so today with us, the founder of Muse and the you know science behind it, discoverer of the science behind it, is Ariel. And I'm just so excited to have you with us today, Ariel. Thank you for joining us. My absolute pleasure. Wonderful to be here. Thanks, Anna. You're welcome. Now, let's talk a little bit about your journey, your background, and the discovery process of why you were so passionate about creating this for us. Sure. Well, this is the device muse that you're going to be hearing about. I started out really having this wonderful experience in my own life of not being limited by my own thinking. Um, I was a practicing psychotherapist and people would come into my office with all sorts of limiting beliefs, things that caused them annoyance and frustration in their own life that created barriers and blockages. Their inner critic would run wild and tell them, oh, well, you can't do this and, you know, you're going to feel bad if this happens. And I would work with them one-on-one -on -one and help them manage their inner dialogue and help them come to a place of calm and peace. And often doing that, we would use tools like meditation which are you know, readily understood when you're working with somebody week after week after week, and then you can keep making progress together, but much harder when you see someone just once and you give them you know, a tool like meditation, you tell them to go home and they don't end up doing it. So one track, I was a psychotherapist in private practice. The second track, I have a background in neuroscience. I was working in the lab of Dr. Steve Mann. He's the inventor of the wearable computer. And we started collaborating uh, with an early brain-computer interface system that he had, a single-sensor EEG that allowed us to sonify people's brain activity. And we used that to create concerts where you could make music with your mind. And I thought, this is phenomenal. Yeah, we have this literal portal into our heads, this ability to actually track brain activity in real time and make that real to people. What can we do with it? So I brought on my co-founders, Trevor Coleman and Chris Amini. Chris was Steve's master's student and just a totally brilliant engineer. Trevor uh, was in that time in management and promotions and understood really how you create business context and create experiences that people love. And the three of us formed a small startup to bring this technology to the world. We used it in a wide variety of ways, including making things like levitating chairs that would relax as you would rise. We did more concerts for things like the Premier's Innovations Awards. We did a big project at the Olympics that let you control the lights in the CN Tower with your brain from across the country, all the while trying to understand how we took this amazing technology that could track your brain in real time and apply it most effectively. And then the real aha came at a conference called Wisdom 2.0 that seeks to bring technology and wisdom, wisdom traditions, meditation, etc., together. And there we discovered that there really was an opportunity to make a massive impact with our technology, applying it to teaching people to meditate. So from there, we brought together a much larger team um, and people who could really delve into both the neuroscience, the technical, the emotional, and the wisdom practices, and bring it all together to create a device that actually tracks your brain in real time while you meditate and help you improve doing so and giving you that constant biofeedback. So well, let's just hit on why meditation is good for us. What are the benefits of 
meditating and can we meditate wrong? <laughs> so there's over a thousand published journal articles on meditation and its benefits, like literally 1,000 published scientific articles talking about its ability to improve your attention, reduce your stress, manage your day-to-day, -day, improve your GRE scores, do better in the office, and on and on and on. Um, there's great data out of the Partners Healthcare System that shows that eight weeks of meditation decreases your healthcare utilization by 46% the following year. So meditating makes you healthier. It allows you to be more present, more, more in the moment, more feeling the life that's around you. It allows you to manage your reactivity. So it gives you the ability to have time and space inside your own head to actually observe your emotional state and recognize that emotions don't run us. Emotions simply exist and can pass through us. Emotions are experiences, not things that drive the bus for you. And that means that you don't end up being reactive when your kids start to get angry. You're not reactive in the office. You experience your emotions without being driven by them. And all of this leads to a much calmer, happier way of living, which also has amazing benefits in your body, not just in your mind. Oh my gosh. And this is so good that you are so in tune with this now as a young mom, right? Your baby is just a few months old. Three months old. Three months old. Oh my gosh. I wish I had had this pre-pregnancies, right? Decades ago now, 20, over 20 years ago. But it does. It makes a difference being in the present moment, being able to tune into your emotions and like, web, you know, calm the storm, right? And the practice and what I've really liked, because I've been and many of you listening may be like, oh, my gosh, I have a hard time meditating. My mind is so busy. You know, for me, it was like yoga class was like, there's no way I can, you know, quiet my mind. And I have that. I had that really big challenge and that kind of negative speak going on about trying to even quiet my mind and, and but you know that did lead me to discover things like walking meditation and things that were really beneficial and I'll tell my listeners a funny story so I met Ariel at my friend Christina Wise's Wealthy Wealthy conference last January and she lectured a beautiful presentation on meditation and, and the biofeedback mechanisms that are being used in this device with Muse. And I'm like, oh man, you know, I cannot sleep. You know, I've been wound up really under a lot of stress and pressure at that time. And, and so Ariel's like, here, just try this tonight and see how you like it. So I, I go into the hotel room and I put on my Muse headband and I, you know, downloaded the app and I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Um, I do this, I have to show you all this app. It's a beautiful app. And it will, you know, take you through this process of, um, of the meditation and you hear a number of birds. And so you get this biofeedback mechanism on the, the loudness of the waves. I like the beach meditation. There's several to choose from, but the loudness of the waves. And then you hear these birds. And, um, and I was like, I got like zero the first time, or one bird that I got, and, and then zero, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. My friend got 13, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really, I mean, that's not right, so let me do it again, Dawn. I'm going to get more birds this time, and I got my competitive wing on, and I got zero birds, and it was, I, I was struggling, and, and Ariel was like, look, just stay with it. 
you're going to be fine. It's not a practice, you know, it's a practice and a discipline and it takes practice and, you know, be kind and gentle to yourself. You know, you start with one. That's awesome. Well, I've since I'm happy, happy to share with you that I'm up to hundreds of birds, but Yes, I know. I'm so excited. But then I stopped the practice for a little while. And when I started again, I was down to a lower number. But within a couple of days, I'm back up to a really beautiful, you know, ability to kind of, okay, now I can quiet. And that sets the stage for when I'm, you know, sitting in traffic or something. I'm like, okay, let's just remember, let's just quiet. And I go into my quiet practice now is what I call it. And that just kind of sets the piece for me. And it does help with cortisol, lowering cortisol, lowering our anxiety. And all that y'all know, you hear this from me all the time, is so important to balancing your hormones. So we could thank Ariel for my family. Thanks you for this. <laughs> but my daughter, who is now eight, you know, she was at seven started using it and her first time out got you know so many birds i forget 40 50 in a, a 10 minute session and i was so jealous <laughs> but children have a native ability to really get in tune with that biofeedback very quickly don't they yeah we actually have schools who are even using it so let's roll back a little bit and, and explain for people what this is and what these birds are so we built this tool because people have, and I even had the exact same problem that you had, which is, you know, meditation is good for you, but your brain is bouncing all over the place. You sit there, you try to meditate and you're like, this doesn't work. This sucks. I'm going home. I can't do this. And your inner dialogue gets even worse and you get even further from ever meditating again. So we built Muse as a tool to solve that problem. We built Muse as a tool to really hold your hand through the meditation process and make it easy and walk you step by step so you can understand what's going on inside your brain while you meditate. You come back each time and get better and better until you have a full practice and feel all the benefits. So how it works is your sensors on your forehead and behind your ears, they track your brainwave activity in real time. And then we have an algorithm that knows when you're essentially in a state of focusing on your breath, focused attention, and when your mind has wandered. When you meditate, you're not actually supposed to let your mind go blank, which is what many people believe. Meditation is actually a practice of focusing your attention on a single object. Mm. When you focus your attention, you're then not stuck in your own thoughts. So you're able to move from this place of thoughts bouncing all over the place, your brain bouncing around, to just coming to quiet focus on one single item. And when you can do that regularly, you're able to take yourself out of all of your stressed, anxious thinking and into this place of quiet. So how Muse helps you do this is by giving you real-time feedback on your brain activity. Let's you know when you're bouncing and when you're on your breath. And the metaphor we use is your mind is like the wind. So Anna said she loves the beach. That's where you can actually hear your mind like the wind and the waves of the beach. So when it's bouncing all over the place, you hear it as stormy and windy. And as you come to your quiet, focused attention, it quiets the wind. So you can really get a real sense of when you're quiet and when you're bouncing that guides you into that place of quiet and keeps you there. Now, when you're able to stay quiet for long enough, you hear birds. And the more quiet you have, the more birds come and just land on your shoulders metaphorically and tweet in your ear. And so over time, that quiet gathers more and more birds and more and more both internal reward for the experience, the pleasure that it brings you, the experience that it brings you in your life of calm and peace, and also a motivating sort of physical reward of you get the birds. And you're able to actually see how your brain was doing. After the fact, you have scores and graphs. You can see 
what your brain did at every moment during your meditation and their motivators and uh, uh, goals and awards that keep you engaged. Not meant to take away from the practice of meditation, which is non-goal directed, but just meant to get you started on that bandwagon so that as you start to learn how to meditate and the natural benefits that you feel in your life take over, you can then be intrinsically motivated and rewarded for this wonderful practice. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good little challenging is to take it away from the goal of how many birds did I get, right? But it's just that practice of um, seriously and getting, because if you start thinking about that, you're going to lose your concentration, the storm, the waves get louder, etc. And so noticing that quick inner checks and balances on yourself makes you aware of what's going on on the inside. So Ariel, tell me more. So you said some schools are using it. Let's talk about other places that um, people are using it and what they're discovering. Sure. So we have something like 120 different research institutions that have been exploring news uh, in a variety of ways. The Mayo Clinic has been running a study with breast cancer patients awaiting surgery. Um, a woman who's enrolled in the study would receive a Muse four to six weeks prior to surgery and then use it as a tool to reduce the stress of surgery. And we're now tracking whether we also see improvements in their recovery times. Mayo loved the study so much that they rolled it out to every single Mayo site and opened it up to all patients awaiting surgery so they could get the benefit of the tool. We also have Spalding Rehab and uh, Harvard University who've been doing a study with Muse, for Muse with traumatic brain injury. Uh, the Denver School Board has been starting to use Muse with its students, and then hundreds of other institutions. As well, we have quite a number of athletes who've been using Muse, um, former and current Olympic athletes that have been using Muse to reduce the stress of performance while improving their focus so that they can be more effective at their own sport. And some of them made it to world championships uh, while using the device. Oh, that is so cool. Yay, congratulations. That's so awesome. So um, can you share what sports they were in? Sure. Um, we have a number of Olympic skaters who've been using it. So Javier Fernandez is the world men's uh, champion. Uh, he recently got gold uh, at, the at the world championship. He also medaled at the Olympics, and he uses Muse. Nan Nguyen was in the same competition. He was just 16 years old at the time, and for him, Muse was such a key to help him distract himself and stay away from the crowds because, yeah, like, you're in a competition, the world championships, and there are crowds cheering, and you're 15, just turning 16 years old, and everything is the pressure on you. He was able to reduce all the pressure of the crowd, stay focused, skate his best skate of his life, and come in fifth. Javier came in gold. He came in fifth, and we we're very proud of them all. Wow. We also have um, Olympic soccer teams, uh, race car driving, some of the major league teams. So it's been wonderful to see all the people that are really golfers, some of, some of the names you know well. Um, so it's fantastic to see people find a tool where meditation may not always be easy to digest. And in major league sports, sometimes meditation doesn't really gel with the jockey type guys. But when you give them this tool that helps them, you know, improve their game, it's really easy to get on board with using it and then get all the benefits of meditation. 
Yeah, and they can quantify it, right? Because a lot of times it's just about that quantification. Okay, is it working? Is it not working? And then just to be able to see that it is working and taking it, you know, then we're not reliant so much on the headband. It's a it's a training device and it's a disciplining, uh, you know, part of the practice, but we can take it outside and, and get into that space like that practice. So what is a practice of meditation that you develop through using muse that you can take away from the headband you know for example like before you're speaking or so the whole goal is to learn how to do it so that you then don't need a device and you don't need anything except for just you so the first thing that it teaches you is to be able to focus yourself on your breath and be able to be simply with your breath you notice that your mind wanders to a thought and when it wanders you come back to your breath and stick with it so as soon as you start using Muse, you then start to use this practice in your daily life, even when you don't have the device. And you might find you have an anxious thought coming up, like, oh no, I have a presentation, I'm not gonna do well. And then you just say, I don't need to engage in that thought, I can come back to my breath. I don't need to engage in the thought, I can come back to your breath. And you stick with your breath and you start to calm your body and calm your thoughts. It also works really well when you are anxiously trying to get something done. So if you, if you love to procrastinate and you're working on a project and you're like, oh, I'd rather go to the fridge. Oh, I'd rather check my phone. Oh, I'd rather do something else. The same mechanism of it's okay. I don't have to be distracted by these other things. I can come back to what I care about. I can come back to the object of my focus, the work in front of me. It worked really well. For me, I had a bit of a phone addiction and I'd constantly be checking my email, checking my email, checking my email. And after musing, that desire just sort of started to go away. At first, it would be a little like, oh, my, and I'd be like, actually, I don't care. I can come back to the thing in front of me. And the, you know, the sensation would come up and it would just don't care. And over time, it just weaned away as I learned to be able to stick with the world in front of me. And I heard an amazing story before I became a mother of a woman who was musing. And after just two or three weeks, she realized that she was in the park with her child and that she had never realized that she was never actually with her kid in the park that her child would be playing on the straight springs. It was a beautiful day. And she'd be thinking about what to make for dinner, going through the grocery list, you know, wondering, did she lock the car and never actually there. And through using Muse, first she realized, wow, I have these distracted thoughts that I'm constantly in. I'm never in the present moment. And then she was able to actually do something about it. And for the first time, really be there with her child and really be in the moment engaged in her life mm. rather than the past and present in her thoughts. So now uh, I totally get the value of that. Oh, that is so valuable because that is so true. And the um, I think the the misbelief that um, multitasking is beneficial in any way, and that we come back to unitasking and do what we can at hand. Because really, when it comes to our family and you know moms and being busy and having those distractions takes away say quality time versus quantity time and to get that quality time that presence that presence of being the mom there being with your child or being whomever you know with whoever you're with at the time it's so important I, I it reminds me of an incident where I was getting Ava off to school and I'd been in this practice and I the Ignatian philosophy of the daily examine or the daily check-in and uh, reckon, you know, that's where, where did I see love today? Where could I have been more loving today? What am I grateful for today? Um, 
you know, and, and so there was that practice. And then as I was really present, this one morning just stood out to me. I literally saw, like I would say, I saw the face of God in my smiling child. You know, I was so present with her that this love just emitted. And, and to get to that place and that practice is invaluable, right? There's like, oh my gosh, I wish to capture that presence every day. And I will do, you know, really committing to what it takes to be there and recognizing these distractions take us away from that spiritual connection, especially with our children, especially with those we love. And um, I love that I've had this mechanism to kind of discipline me in, in that practice, getting focused, something to help me, you know, take it into my life, take it into my world. And that's been just, that's just tremendously valuable. And I think it should be for every mom, right? Especially in preparing. Imagine as an obstetrician, if moms had this practice before they went into labor to take away the anxiety and the unknown. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, and we watch the heart rate variability of children, right? I'm curious. It would be nice to see if this also increases our heart rate variability. But certainly the practice of meditation we know improves heart rate variability and improves our cortisol and helps us reestablish a better um, circadian rhythm, so good sleep cycles. Yeah, I mused throughout my pregnancy uh, before, during, and actually even took it into the labor and delivery room with me. And I had what they said was, I was induced. They said it was the fastest induction they'd ever seen. Um, it was just, I was able to go inside my body, be calm, talk to the baby. Um, in the end, his father didn't show up. He went home for a nap because everybody thought, you know, this is going to be like seven more hours. Go home and sleep. I'm like, nope, we're approaching 10 centimeters. You got to come here now. So it's just like, okay, talk to the body again. Keep the baby in, keep the baby in, keep the baby in. Dad's here. Okay, baby can come out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you're my dream patient, first of all. But that relaxation, it's true. The the relaxation to enable full dilation. There's a that's a huge that's a huge part of um our labor curves, right? Being able to relax and just let our bodies do what needs to be done and, and allow that beautiful baby to come out as naturally as possible. So that's an awesome story. I love that. It was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. It was amazing to be able to dialogue with my body in that way. Um, and when he came out to, you know, have had him as a partner in this dialogue and communication, it was wonderful. So going to that a little bit more, talk about this dialogue. Like, so, so you're not wearing the muse headband, I imagine, no. during labor and delivery, but you're, you're how you just felt that increased attunement. So through the practice of meditation, uh, a lot of meditation is teaching you to connect with parts of your body and your physiological sensations. You might start with the breath and just focusing on your breath, becoming very tuned to it, and then move to sensations throughout your body, and then move to being able to release tension in various parts of your body. And in doing so, I built kind of connection with my body where it reacts and responds really nicely to me. So if I have tension in the part of my body, I have a backache or I have a loose muscle, a tight muscle, I can actually go in, feel where the muscle is, talk to it, tell it to relax, and it will. Um, and so I use the same practice actually in labor uh, and delivery of being able to communicate with um, my cervix and my uterus and have it relax, have it open, have it stall for a little while and actually build that level of relationship with my body. And it 
it really works. It also works, um, I find whenever I'm sick, I have a cocktail of vitamins that I take, and then I have a really frank, deep conversation with my body and my immune system about being able to go and manage the illness that is approaching. And I haven't been sick for more than 24 hours in probably two years. Mm, that's so awesome. And, you know, I think about the research in um, the, I want to say the um, monks that had such tremendous biofeedback to even slow the respirations mm -hmm. and to slow the blood flow and to change your body temperature, right? All through mind-body control. And so getting into that level of awareness and attunement, that's pretty darn awesome. That's I, a practice. I can't, I can't change my blood temperature yet. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's one to work on, um, my body temperature. But uh, yeah, and it's not a hard thing to do. I actually encourage everybody to spend time when you feel like you have a tense muscle or something that is irritating inside your body. Spend time in the quiet with that thing, dialoguing and engaging with it and start to feel what shifts. Yeah, not our enemy, right? Part of ourselves. Like, what is that part telling us? That mind-body connection is huge. So to bring awareness to that, that's a great, that's a great add-on. That's awesome. Well, I want our listeners to know that we, you can get Muse, Ariel, you can tell them your website, and we also will have a link in our email and at the bottom of this video for um, a special discount that y'all have offered our listeners to also get their Muse device. So I'm excited about that. But otherwise, is it muse.com? It's at choosemuse.com. Choose Muse. So choose muse.com. So excited. And any other words or words of advice for us uh, newbie meditators or experienced meditators? Uh, so for both newbies and experienced meditators, Meditation is about being gentle on yourself, understanding what's going on and accepting what goes on around you. So the practice of meditation, even though it may be frustrating, like, oh no, I can't meditate. You know, what does this mean about me? The point is to just experience the act of meditation without that judgment. And when you start to peel back these judgments that we make about ourselves in the world, the world actually becomes a much simpler place. And you start to peel back the negative thoughts and the ruminations and the anxieties, the world becomes a very joyful place. Now you might be saying like, how can I pull back my negative thoughts? How can I pull back my anxiety? Well, these are all simply thoughts. And we have a habit of attaching to these thoughts and creating meaning with them and saying like, oh, you know, this person looked funny at, my, at me. It must mean they don't like me. It must mean I'm going to have a bad day and then I'm going to be late for work and then blah, 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 blah. You can actually truly learn to unhook from each and every one of those thoughts and exist in this place of peace that we all have, this place of peace that is just so simple. And learn when you want to hook into those thoughts, because sometimes they're helpful and sometimes they're fun and sometimes they're interesting and sometimes they have information. Um, but build tools and techniques that let you unhook so that you can rest in the happiness that is your life, that truly is your life. Mm, I love that. Thank you. And we'll tap into this joy, you know, tapping into our breath and just kind of even starting there, right? Simply breathe and just being conscious with the breath and allow that joy to emanate through us, right? But also within us to accept that where we are right now and, and in the fun of the practice, right? That there's no judgment to be able to let go of that judgment. And, I, you know, thank God for a sense of humor. I'd be a wreck, right? <laughs> So, Ariel, I thank you so much. And y'all, choosemuse.com for more information on that. And in our email and on our blog and on this video, we'll put a discount 
code to that. Ariel's been really generous to give our listeners. So thank you all and have a great day.